Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Church of Roy, a sports drink original podcast. Morning today's show may include adult language. And we're here your hosts, Brian Wilcox and Steve Ewald. Welcome everybody to the final regular season edition of the Church of Roy podcast for the 2021-22 season at least. I'm your host as always, Steve Ewald. And we're finally, we're back together. I know we had a shortened episode in Las Vegas via the, the Nugget Wi-Fi. And, and then last week, Brian was under the weather. He's feeling better now. Uh, let's let's see how Brian's doing. Brian, you're back. How are you, buddy? Brian Wilcox, everybody. I'm back from the grave, dude. I'm, I'm like that meme with The Undertaker where he just popped out of the <laughs> casket rings. I, I was in such bad shape. But thank you for holding down solo. You did great. As always, when I leave you stranded, so <laughs> appreciate you, man, and uh, ready to talk about this uh, Portland team. Yeah, it's a uh, it's funny when you do a solo podcast because like you you get people who who tell you about it and they're all like, "Oh, you did a great job," but you can always ask me to come on and co-host, and I'm like. <laughs> well, does it mean I did a bad job and you can't stand to listen to that again? Or like, what's going on here, people? A but, backhanded compliment. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I think they were all coming from a good place, but still. Um, speaking of not coming from a good place is uh, the Blazers right now mm-hmm. are, are really like, this is kind of tanking Hall of Fame as far as a half season of tanking or a third season post-All-Star break. I think this is going to go down in the hall of almighty tank jobs. So only two wins since the all-star break, they could potentially finish a season on 11 game losing streak. Pretty impressive stuff. Um, You know, as we're recording, they're playing Oklahoma city thunder. I'm not watching that game. Like I'll watch the highlights, but there's just no reason. There's no reason right now, Brian. Um, So where, where would you rank this tank? If you had to, I know I'm putting you on the spot. I, I don't want a real well-researched or scientific answer here, but you're not getting it. So that's good. Yeah, perfect. I know my, I know my co-host yes. um, where, how do you evaluate this tank job? Like, I mean, really, when you're thinking about some of the Sixers stuff in the last decade, like, where do you put this? Man, 
if it isn't a performance, it's probably Al Pacino and The Godfather. I mean, it's <laughs> it's literally like just such a work of art. It's hard to really. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm speechless, Steve. Mm-hmm. To, to you know, it's hard to believe that where we were before the season started. Like, oh, you know, we're kind of running it back, but you know, a couple things break right, home court advantage in the playoffs. You never know what could happen. And now we've won two games since the All-Star break. I think that what sets this tank apart is the expectation shift from a team that was really kind of trying to go for it to a team that's, you know, the polar opposite of trying to go for something good here. It's It's been truly phenomenal to watch. And, and you can just – when you just split the season up and, and really look at the, the splits, right, it, it really shows just the – grave efforts this franchise has taken to to tank and you know what this is what we asked for so yeah like i i mean obviously like there's this whole argument to be had and we'll talk about it more as the the lottery gets closer of like angering the basketball gods and really going Mm -hmm. against competitive play but kudos to to this front office for really going for it sticking to their convictions and really just pulling out all the stops and like if I if I want to pull like an acting reference, like the the 2012 2013 season when the Blazers finished on a 13 game losing streak to you know maintain their pick, go and get CJ McCollum. That was like early career Sam Rockwell. Like you see him in Galaxy Quest, and like this is like next level like Moon Sam Rockwell, where he's just a one man show and he steals the whole thing and like just really does a great job. And you just can't take your eyes off of it. I, I, I just really am impressed by, by the conviction of the Blazers here. Um, unfortunately, unlike the movie Moon, which if you haven't seen it, go go watch. I think it's on Netflix right now. Good flick. This, good. this is actually an ensemble cast at the bottom of the rankings here in the NBA, which Oof. I think we, we're kind of getting like our big hope here on this show, at least, was can the Blazers get to number five? Can they get underneath the Pacers? Just doesn't look like it's going to happen, folks. There, there's a two-game gap still. Uh, Indiana, I think, is very focused on losing. They they dropped a game to a Cade Cunningham-less Detroit Pistons just a few days ago. Impressive, L. Exactly. So, you know, like I said, ensemble cast here. Great movie of tanking. You and know, then, I and- think they've lost seven in a row, just like Portland, and so. You know, there for a while, it looked like that five spot was really in reach. But Indiana kind of said, hold my beer, Portland. We're going for it, too. We can do this. And uh, they've they've also delivered. So kudos to, you know, some of our former Blazer yeah. brethren over there. That are yeah, yeah. I mean, page of- a lot of people who brought Joe Cronin into this organization are showing him like, hey, you know, I'm still the master here. So you're still the student. So, um but but on the flip side too, there's a two game gap between the Blazers and the Kings, so it looks like yeah. this is kind of where this is going to end up. So if the Blazers do finish at number six with their own pick, they will have a 37.2 percent chance of getting a top four pick. Again, um, Brian mentioned this before. It's time to bookmark Tankathon or make it your homepage, homepage. Uh, if you have if you haven't already. Um, these are all numbers via them. Uh, Ten about a little over 10% chance of landing that number one overall pick. So at the end of the day, not terrible. Like this is a team that probably if they kept CJ McCollum, kept playing Yusuf Nurkic, 
um, kept playing Anthony Simons, even if you just remove Damian Lillard and have him do a surgery and recovery, this is a team that's probably knocking on the door of the play-in right now. And, and those odds are significantly worse. I mean, you're talking about where the Pelicans pick is, which we're still hoping that lands with Portland, you know, where they're at, you know, you're talking about a 10% chance. So really just really going for it here and really trying to get into that upper tier of this draft that we keep talking about those three, maybe four guys that you, you really want to go after and go get um, the Blazers are in good position to do that. Even if the season ended now, but I guess for me, do you think the Blazers win a game to finish out here? Or do you think they should pull out all the stops for this game on Thursday and really try to beat the Pelicans and really start to play to protect that second pick. I mean, they already dropped two games of the Spurs, so they're kind of doing their job there. So I guess first, do you think they'll get a win to finish the year? And two, do you want to see them really go for it and try to get a victory against the Pelicans? You know, tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. 
It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, it's producer Perry here, and I want to talk to you about a new app we've been using here on the Church of Hawaii called ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and totally free to use. You can talk to me, other fans, Brian, Steve, athletes, and insiders all in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And the best thing is that you can share your own experiences on the app. All you have to do is download the ColorCast app free on the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any group you want. It's that easy. That's the ColorCast app on the iOS App Store. Steve, if it's me, and you're all about just, you've already gained the shit out of this year anyway. Mm-hmm. I say you bring back Simons, you bring back Hart, you bring <laughs> back Nerd, and you go for it against the Pelicans. You already, your, you know, pride is pretty much out the window at this point. You might as well just, and you know, what beating the Pelicans does obviously is, is knocks them down a peg and hopefully puts them on the road in their play-in game. And so if you can do that, man, I, I'd say go for it. We're, we're already, we've come this far. Just go full, you know, game in the odds. I, I'm all, I'm all about it, man. Like, I'm not really like, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like Yusuf Nurkic, Anthony Simons, they've both been <laughs> shut down for the season, but like, I think you can maybe fire up Justice Winslow. You can maybe see if Josh Hart wants to play. Um, I mean, if you want to get really crazy, yeah, let's just try to let's just try to fire up Ant and, and Nurk, and then we'll wrap Joe Ingles' leg in bubble wrap and put him in a corner. There we go, baby, let's but, go. But I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think you could play Josh Hart. You could play Justice Winslow potentially. Um, but let's get back to answer your question. Do I think they'll win a game? Um, you know, they're up ten as we speak right now against the Thunder. That Thunder team is, I mean, this might be the worst game in NBA history. When you really look at who's playing, it's it's a it's really bad, Steve. I don't know if you've looked at the starting lineups, but I mean, I watched them play the Thunder in person last week, and it was that was enough for me. Like I was like, whew. Yeah, it's 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 bad news, Bears. But um, so I'd say, you know, I think they get to win tonight, but I don't think they win any of any of the other three. So and when you're looking at, at the tank, too, that means. the the Thunder have a lot more to lose for, <laughs> you know, like they're they're yeah. both 23 wins. The Pistons are at 23 wins, so there there is some some things at stake here for the Thunder, not so much for the Blazers. But again, Blazers win this game, suddenly that kind of changes the equation for that that Pelicans game because you really don't want to draw yourself level with the teams here. That's so, a really good point. Really good point. Yeah. So. You know, we talked about the tank. I uh, let's talk a little bit about what's on the floor. Like I said, I have been uh, casually watching at best. Um, I, I do make a point to watch the extended highlights or catch, you know, a quarter or two here or there. I am frankly not sitting down for four quarters of this um, right now. Uh, is there been anybody that stood out to you? Do you want to take stock in anything that you've seen in here? at the end of the season, I think there's one guy in mind that we, we both kind of thought about and talked about a little bit, but is there anybody that stood out? Is it one guy? Is it two guys? Is there, is there a scheme thing that you're seeing? 
Anything uh, for you, Brian? Really big. I got three guys I kind of want to hit on. Um, first is Eubanks. He just continues to look like, yeah, I don't, he's not a starting center in the league, but I think if he's your fourth big off the bench or something like that, or your third string center, I think he can stick around. He, he does some good things out there. and He's been consistent. He's a guy that, and what I'll hit on with the next guy is that, you know, his role is something that's somewhat repeatable, right? It's, it's not Brandon Williams shooting 20 shots in a game, which is not going to happen moving forward with the full roster, but he just does good things out there. He's active. He's undersized and he gets abused a little bit down low, but he does good things. Um, we've kind of hit on him before, but he continues to put up double doubles and bright spot, I guess. Second guy, the big one is uh, Greg Brown. Since he's got the goggles on, he's uh, looked much improved. Um, you know, obviously that athleticism is always going to be there, but some of those wonky threes are kind of starting to go in and, uh, you know, he, he's kind of the poster child of his role hasn't changed a ton. Maybe he's getting a few more touches, but a lot of his points are coming in transition or off just open looks. And so that's been, that's been nice to see. And I think these minutes could be important to his development moving forward. And then just real quick, the third guy. Keon Johnson had a nice little 19 point game against the Spurs. He's, you know, another guy that's widely athletic. Uh, his shot is left a little bit to be desired, but he's shown some real flashes, man. And, and uh, I, I still don't know what to make of him yet. I think he's still a project and by no means is this signaling, you know, long-term future, even a fourth guard type role yet, but he's shown some flashes that, that he's interesting as a prospect. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think for sure we're on the same page with Greg Brown. Like what Greg Brown is doing is repeatable in a small role like you touched on. Um, he His play recognition has really caught my eye. Like as far as, you know, a lot of these rookies, especially second round guys who don't have a lot of college experience, they're deer in the headlights a lot of the time. And he really is not. He's really noticing where his role is as far as spacing the floor on offense and when to cut, when to – when to dive out, when to make himself available for the ball and really how to control that spacing and work off some other players' gravity. Like that, that's stuff that's going to be incredibly useful on this roster going forward. Um, Keon Johnson's interesting to me. I, like you said, he's crazy athletic. Um, he makes some pretty head scratching moves sometimes. Like he, it's he just, yeah. just, kind of falls asleep out there every once in a while. Uh, he's someone who I don't know if we've seen what his role is going to be. Like, I don't – like, if he gets this level of a green light with the veterans on this team, there's going to be problems in that locker room. So, yeah. what, he's still a work in progress, but, you know, the foundation's there. Like like you said, the, the athleticism's there. He can score in bunches. Um, the other player, too, is, is a veteran is Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore is still very much – a guy that that can heat up real fast, drop a dozen points on you in, in one shift. But I mean, granted, he's not. I mean, he can go also go equally as cold, and he's not afraid to shoot mm-hmm. it. So, um, but I do think he is. Like I, I mentioned this last week. I think he is an NBA player. Um, I think the Blazers might be wise to keep him on this roster going forward. I think he does have has built a relationship certainly with the coaching staff, but I, I think. He, he's probably pretty popular if you were to poll your 
the teammate, his teammates, that he's probably up there as far as one of the more popular players on this team. So keeping around might not be a terrible idea. Um, yeah, you could certainly do worse for, mm-hmm. you know, late into the bench guy, just a vet. You know, we're going to have injuries no matter what year it is. And you don't feel too bad about him soaking up some of those backup guard minutes. Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned, you know, one of the things I do like about Ben McLemore, or at least assume that he's popular with his teammates. Shifting focus away from the Blazers, <laughs> I think we need to talk about it because it's certainly become a topic of discussion here. Um, things are not going well in Salt Lake City. Um, the The Jazz have dropped quite a few games here down the stretch. This is a far cry from the team that had the best record in the West last year. Um, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert is about as frosty of an on-court relationship as I've seen in a while. Um the Donovan Mitchell is just straight up not passing the ball to Rudy Gobert. I mean, he, a couple passes a game, maybe. Um, it's gotten really ugly. And this is, comes back down to a thing that we talked about with this Blazer team, you know, five months ago, four months ago. It gets a little weird when you're not winning championships and things kind of stagnate. And, and I think that's where we're at with this Jazz team. I, I, I don't know if there's a path forward. If you look at their salary cap, it looks like the Blazers before, you know, the trade deadline this year. I mean, there's a lot of money locked yeah. up in Rudy Gobert, a lot of money locked up in Donovan Mitchell, which those are fine. You want to pay those guys, but there's a lot of money that Mike Conley's going to make for the next couple of years, um, as well as Bogdanovich. So there's not really a clear path forward on how this team improves. So there's been a discussion. Mark Stein reported that there are a couple teams that have expressed interest or will certainly be suitors if Rudy Gobert has been made available this kind of kicked off a firestorm locally as far as some of the radio shows here and some other people in the Twitter sphere talking about should the Blazers make a trade to get Rudy Gobert, um, specifically trade one or both of their, their lottery picks this year if they do end up keeping the Pelicans pick. Um, what do you make of that? Would you want to see if Rudy Gobert becomes available, do you want to see the Blazers get involved in that hunt for, for Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year? Um, so, great player, but no. Uh, he's going to get paid $38 million next year, um, then like 40, 43, and, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and yeah. almost 46 and 25, 26. So you're, yep. that's just an, an enormous amount of salary. Um, and to me, it seems like, I think that this Blazers team wants to get more mobile and active on defense and Gobert is a, you know, defensive player of the year, one of the, probably the greatest defenders in the history of the game. But to me, Chauncey with his aggressive hedging scheme, Rudy Gobert is just not that fit. If you're playing more of that ice drop in the paint, that was more common under Stotts, you know, Gobert makes sense in that system, but you just peel the money away and the assets it take to get him. I just don't know if he's a real, a real fit for what this team's trying to do. And so um, then when you go into what it would take to get this guy and, you know, you have that blood soak contract, which I'm still a little unclear as far as when you can try that and what, what that all means, but you know, you'd have to package some weird shit to even, to even get them. And you'd have to have some assets in there. You know, you're talking to Simons and, and picks or, or whatever that might be. So to me, it's just a, a non-starter and I might even have to and great. I don't, I don't want to downplay this guy's impact on the defensive end, but you kind of go back to the 80, 20, man. Can you get 80% of that for 20% of the cost? 
might not be 80, but you could probably get 60, 65. And, and, you know, from a, from somebody you pay, you know, five, $10 million a year from, and, and to me, that's a much more attractive option. You know, tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, it's producer Perry here, and I want to talk to you about a new app we've been using here on the Church of Hawaii called ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and totally free to use. You can talk to me, other fans, Brian, Steve, athletes, and insiders all in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And the best thing is that you can share your own experiences on the app. All you have to do is download the ColorCast app free on the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any group you want. It's that easy. That's the ColorCast app on the iOS App Store. Yeah, I. there's a couple things I want to hit on and build on. Um, as far as uh, not detracting from his level of play, I, I appreciate you for not doing that. I'm going to go ahead and do that now. Um, <laughs> this is a guy who you say, you know, can he You replace 20% of his uh, 80% of his production, 20% of the salary, maybe not in the regular season, but in the postseason, absolutely. When, when has Rudy Gobert played meaningful minutes in crunch time in a postseason game? It just hasn't happened. And if you're looking for this team to, who cleared up all this flexibility in the hopes of, you know, at least they're saying to build a true contender around Damian Lillard while he's still here, it doesn't make sense to put two guys on the floor that if you're trying to make a late playoff run that have proven to be liabilities on defense in Damian Lillard and, and Rudy Gobert. So you come back to the, the same problem, just different positions with that they had with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Like you can hide one, but you can't hide both. And, and it really, it's kind of a different thing for Gobert. It's not necessarily defensive, yeah. but, but offensively, what do you do with Rudy Gobert? Like, how do you, how does that impact your spacing and teams will go small against you and pull him out of the paint. Like we've seen it over and over and over again. And the jazz have just not been able to put together a meaningful playoff run with Rudy Gobert. Now coming back to his salary again, great regular season player. Like this team, I think would be an unbelievable regular season team, but at salary wise, Rudy Gobert is going to be about 35 years old and you're going to pay him $45 million a year like that. And, And then you factor in, Damian Lillard's age and his contract potentially at that point. I mean, you're, you're talking about a hundred million dollars tied up in a combined age of 70 years old, potentially like that's, that's a dangerous game to play in the NBA. I mean, just look at this ancient Lakers team. Um, I just don't see it. (laughs) Like again, 
I was being, you know, a little bit tongue in cheek as far as what type of player Rudy Gobert is. I think he's a fine, I mean, he's an excellent player. Like you said, three time defensive player of the year award winner. There's a short list of players that have won that award three times. So, no doubt he's very talented, but if there's someone that's going to become available in this trade that I would love to see in Portland, it's Donovan Mitchell. And if that means getting rid of Anthony Simons, both lottery picks, and throwing in some other stuff, let's go for it. I want to see Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell next to each other. Um, I, I don't know if that's actually – Would you give – you, you'd, you'd really give all that up for him? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Like I, I, I think Don, so sure. I think Donovan Mitchell answers the questions on the defensive end. I know he like look at the type of guards they've tried to bring in to play next to him to allow him to do more things offensively yeah. and defensively as far as his assignments go on defensively. I mean, Damian Lillard's that on steroids. Like I think you you would have the most dynamic backcourt pairing in the entire league. Um, I think it'd be I'd be be super interesting. Um, and if you really want to try to, to win around Damian Lillard, I think that's one of the moves that you look to make. But I, I just don't – I like the Jazz might retool a little bit, but like that level of destruction and, and retooling this team, I, I don't necessarily see. But as a Blazer fan, you should absolutely be rooting for the, the Jazz to get swept in the first round this year. Like just, just create oh, yeah. volatility because you want volatility when your team has a bunch of flexibility. Like if stuff starts to crater, even if it's the Blazers not directly getting in on a Rudy Gobert trade with a salary that big, you can bet there's going to be a third team involved. And that's where you mm-hmm. want the Blazers to get in and get those extra assets. But I don't know. It, I completely, I completely agree Jets? with that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of wild. It, it really goes to show you, I think, if you really compare the the Jazz and the Blazers, there are some similarities there. I think the Jazz were probably a better team at their peak than this last iteration of the Blazers was with, with Damon CJ. But it kind of goes to show you just how good of teammates and and as prof- you know, how professional Damon CJ, even Nurk to a point, really, really are that the situation never cratered to a point where it is right now in Utah. Right. Uh, you never had a single article about, there might've been a couple, I guess I can't say that, but there, you know, you, you weren't seeing national media talk about friction between David CJ. Right. I mean, that was never even a thing. That's one thing when I re- remember CJ, I'll always remember how good of a teammate that guy was and how willing he was to do, you know, kind of take the back seat to Dame and got a little off course there, but it's just an interesting, yeah. you know, contrast of situations between what Utah is going through now and what Portland, fortunately, did not have to go through when when they kind of hit their ceiling. And I mean, I don't, I, I might be imagining it being more reported in Portland, but I, if I remember right, there were some questions about how close Lamarcus Aldridge and Brandon Roy were during their oh, tenure, yeah. tenure yeah. here, like that, and it just, you know, I think there's more similarities there compared to to you know damon cj like positionally the role the trajectory of the franchise like it varies it's just always weird when it's a small market you finally get two stars and then come to find out like they just can't get along like that's always like nightmare situations i think especially when the when one guy is much more marketable than the other yeah, yeah. likable <laughs> yeah one guy isn't touching a bunch of phones before a global pandemic so you know, that um, really that really does seem like that was kind of the beginning of the end for for that group you know yeah. i know that i think mitchell said a lot of the right things but 
I read, I literally read a stat the other day, Steve, and it was Mitchell has two passes a game to go bear and three turnovers a game. So he's giving the ball to the other team more often. He's giving the ball to Rudy Gobert. Perfect. <laughs> so, Perfect. And like you can, you can say whatever you want in the media, but if you're coughing the ball up to the other team more than you're giving it to your starting center when you guys play heavy minutes together, there's something going on. And that's yeah. end of story. Yeah. So moving on from the Jazz, which is certainly a situation, like I said, every Blazer fan should be monitoring. Even if the Blazers aren't going to get involved directly with a trade, you know, like I said, you want volatility. When you have flexibility, you want volatility elsewhere. Um, it could be a team on the with the arrow pointing downwards too, which yeah. if Portland's trying to come back and make a run next year, which it should be, that's always, you know, that's, oh, yeah. that's also a benefit. So. For sure. So a team with the arrow pointing up, unfortunately is the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, this is a particular interest for every Blazer fan because the Blazers get to have the Pelicans pick if it falls between 5 and 14 in the lottery. Obviously, there will be no lottery for the Pelicans if they make the postseason. Uh, right now, they are in position to uh, to play in the playing game. Uh, right now, if the season ended, still like last week, or slightly different, I think, than last week, but they would host the Spurs. Um, in that first play-in game, they would have to win that, and then they would play the loser of the Clippers-Timberwolves game. And then if they won that, then they would make the postseason. Um, right now, the Pelicans are kind of, you know, they just dropped a game. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10, but they're definitely going to be in the play-in game. The Lakers have completely collapsed here. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get too much into that, though, I did get a chance to see CJ McCollum in person come back to the Moto Center, and it was a pretty amazing experience. It'll probably be something we'll talk – and I don't want to talk about it too much on this show because I think it's something I'll talk about more on the next show when we kind of do the year-end recap. But mm-hmm. for me, it's going to be pretty tough to top that moment as far as what I'll remember the most about this season. Um, but anyway, back to the Pelicans. They certainly seem like they've got something figured out between Brandon Ingram – and CJ McCollum and how those two work off of each other and how they cover up for each other. Well, specifically they cover up for CJ defensively, but CJ is playing with a lot more fire on both ends of the floor. Um, Seems like he's really found his rhythm in new Orleans. Seems like he gets along with the coaching staff and they know how to use them and they have a clear vision. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what they can do, but obviously as a blazer fan, I'm more excited to see what they can do next year. And I'd like them just to kind of peter out of the playoffs. So, um, Brian, just looking at the schedule, how are you feeling about the Blazers retaining the Pelicans lottery pick? Or is it time to really start to come to grips that that might not be in the Blazers' possession? No, I mean, I think it's – they're going to be in the plan for sure. Whether they have home court in that first game, I think still up for debate. Um, They have the Kings – the Blazers, the Grizzlies and the Warriors coming up. So you can see them possibly going two and two, maybe three and one. Um, but man, it's, it's going to be a white knuckler. I think this <laughs> yeah. is going to be, this is going to be the most uh, probably stressful have all year, you know, as yeah. far as the outcome of an individual game. I think if you're a Blazer fan that, that first play-in game between the nine and 10 seeds are absolutely appointment viewing. If I were to put money on it, I'd say they would beat the Spurs. Um, you know, hopefully I want them to play the Timberwolves because <laughs> Cat's been absolutely 
going off lately and their defense is much improved. Um, that's the team I want to see them run into and hopefully fall, but there, you know, I think a lot can happen here in the next week as far as where they land. But this thing is, I think we all kind of penciled that pick in and it's certainly not, you know, for sure. It's good thing we penciled it and didn't write it yeah. in because that thing might be, might be gone. And it's kind of wild though. That, that trade looks a lot worse if yeah. um, we it don't turns, get that pick this year. Yeah, if it turns into the Bucks pick, like it, it's a drastically different feeling around that trade. And and yep. it, by and I know you should separate the two things, but it also just kind of makes that that Clippers trade with Norman Powell and Robert Covington hurt even <sighs> more. Like it, it's just even though they're separate deals, it was all kind of made in concert at the at the trade deadline. Um, did you see Robert Covington go off, by the way, three yeah. days ago? <laughs> I know. It's uh, it's, um, it's unfortunate <laughs> to watch. 43 <laughs> points on 11 threes. It's like, what? We I always knew we had it in him. <laughs> so, I was like, is it, is it April Fool's? Is this, is this yeah. story late? Yeah. Um, <laughs> always rough to watch those type of stat lines after a trade. Um, I I – kind of disagree with you i would rather see the pelicans play the clippers um instead of the timberwolves i i think uh one i kind of just want the timberwolves to get in right away and uh you know that city deserves they've you want to talk about a suffering fan base things have gotten weird in 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 minnesota around that fan base so i'm excited to see them in the postseason um but I think the Clippers, you know, are trending in the right direction right now. Um, obviously, Paul George is back. Kawhi Leonard's back at practice. I He's probably not going to be playing anytime soon. But, you know, the, the it seems like there's some good vibes around that team. Exactly the type of team I wouldn't mind having the Pelicans run into uh, in order to get into the postseason. But really, like you said, I kind of, I really had my heart set on having two lottery picks this year. I think everybody did. Um, it'd be a pretty significant blow if they lose that. And really, it's not necessarily who you take with that pick, but it's the trades that are no longer available to you if you exactly. lose that second lottery pick. Um, that said, they still have a future first-round pick to throw into a trade. Yes, it's the Bucks pick. It's not a lottery pick this year, but it's still a first-round pick. Um so there is still some flexibility. It's not the complete end of the world, but obviously puts a damper on the off season heading into it. Yeah. It'll be weird to be watching those Pelican games. Ideally it's just one and they lose the play and we just, you know, or like wipe the sweat off our brow and move on with the off season. But mm-hmm. it really it does have to be a point of viewing and mm-hmm. it'll be weird to root against CJ so ferociously, but I will happily do that. So we, you know, do my part, do my part, get this uh, yeah. lottery pick this offseason. So again, I, I, that's, I think that's kind of all we have for this show. Um, I do want to remind everybody from the people who have been here from the start with us, we are coming up on one year uh, of recording this show, which is crazy to think about. Feels like we just started this yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. I know this cause we're renewing our, our zoom <laughs> like executive Whoa. pass. So, um, you know, you get to hear me and Brian quite a bit, but behind the scenes, uh, Perry Wagner is, is the glue that holds this whole thing together. Um, I, I don't give him a shout out enough on this show. So I want to thank him again for all the work he does to, to make this podcast sound the way it does to get scheduled the way it does. Um, it, it all goes down to him. 
and I, I really appreciate everything he does. I know Brian feels the same way. Um, I'm just hoping he doesn't said. get signed in free. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping Perry doesn't get signed in free agency with his contracts up. This guy's an absolute talent. So you know, thank I, you, Perry. I, I'm hoping like podcast world is more like NFL free agency where we'll get like a compensatory pick. If someone comes in and poaches Perry, because I want, I mean, that guy deserves to go as far as he, his talent will take him in this industry. So um, again, we'll be back next week. We're going to kind of evaluate this whole season um, and and go from there. But speaking of evaluations, I had a very awkward experience today. I was fitted for a uh, groomsman suit today. I haven't been fitted for a suit. I will own in quite a while. My body type has changed a bit, folks. And uh, and the the person who was helping me at the the lovely Indochino store in downtown Portland um, was very comfortable with pointing out some of the oddities on my body and shape and build. And I think my favorite was uh, he squared me up and he was like, "Shoulders great, strong, face good, but you just kind of let all this go." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, and there's like a couple next to me and like he meant it like like it wasn't like he was trying to be an asshole or anything but like you know so often <laughs> i think we don't talk about certain things like this and i was like i didn't really let it go i mean i put on like 20 pounds but like come on man like <laughs> pandemic dude <laughs> so and like i was trying to hold it like because i wanted to laugh like i mean i think he kind of was just reading my body language and then the woman next to next to us really wanted like i could just feel her like turn and look at me <laughs> if i was gonna freak out and i was and i just you know i was smiling and kind of i was like yeah i know that you know the old pandemic weight so uh it was yeah. a very interesting experience for sure thanks chad you dickhead <laughs> yeah, thanks thanks buddy <laughs> so but anyway that was that was my evaluation experience. Now we're going to take that awkward feeling and, and put it towards the Blazers next week. So um, there we go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I look forward to uh, to uh, another year of doing this. Uh, appreciate everybody. That's all we got. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys being around a year. And uh, speaking of appreciation, only three more games left till we're, the season's mercifully over. <laughs> yes. And we get, we get to get into the fun stuff. So yep. thank you guys for hanging in there. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Church of Roy podcast. If you like what you've heard, go ahead and subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And while you're at it, go follow us on Twitter at Church of Roy Pod. We'll see you next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.